to the Icon Church podcast. Icon Church is one church in five locations. Our vision is human flourishing. We pray that this podcast helps you to flourish in life. For any more information about Icon Church, log on to our website at www.icon.church. We hope you enjoy this podcast. Good night to be in church. It's a great night to be in church. And uh, what an amazing uh, opportunity that we get to share in uh, Roman's dedication tonight. Awesome. And uh, we're so thankful for Nathan and April as a church uh, and all that they do for the life of church. But uh, it's amazing that we get to celebrate uh, Roman tonight as well. Uh, How are we doing tonight, church? Are we all good? It's good to see you. So many beautiful faces tonight. And uh, just want to say hello and welcome to you if you're here for the first time. I want to say that you are so welcome. In fact, we've got a big sign out in the foyer that says welcome home. So just want to say, feel at home, feel relaxed, feel like you can enjoy yourself tonight. And uh, yeah, not, maybe not put your feet up on the chair in front, Kath, you might disturb the person in front of you. But yeah, it's good. It's good. My name's George. I'm one of the uh, youth leaders here at uh, Icon Church and Icon Youth. I love our youth ministry. Our youth ministry is the greatest on the planet with the greatest young people. And I also get the wonderful uh, opportunity to help uh, set up and lead our young adults gatherings that we do once a month with an amazing team. Judith's with me on that one. Yeah, so uh, it's, good, it's good, to, uh, good to be in church tonight and it's good to see everyone. I want to talk very quickly uh, from something called spoiler alert. How good does that screen look? My fiance made that, by the way. That's right. I was lucky enough to be able to put a ring on the finger. Yeah. I'm just going to pray real quickly and then uh, we'll get into it. Father, we thank you that we get to be here tonight. Father, we thank you that we can be in this place and we get to celebrate baby dedications. We get to praise you in worship. And Father, I just pray that tonight you'd use me to speak whatever you need people to hear tonight, God. Father, I pray that we would walk away from this message, Lord Jesus, feeling Like we're empowered for our Mondays, Lord Jesus. We're empowered for our week ahead, God. And I just pray, Lord, use me tonight to speak what you want to say, God. Amen. Amen. I just want to start by saying, you know, I'm up here tonight uh, sharing this word. But that doesn't make me perfect. I haven't got it all together. I haven't got everything worked out. I'm just somebody that has a story of how Jesus Christ has worked in my life. And that's some of what I want to share with you tonight. And hopefully you'll get something from this. Um, I just want to start by asking, has any, does anybody know about the YouTube wormhole? A few people are nodding at me. If you don't know what the YouTube wormhole is, basically what happens is you go onto YouTube, right? And you want to watch something specific, okay? That video, you watch it, you enjoy it, it finishes. But then the dreaded thing comes up, the recommended section. And you get to the recommended section and before you know it, you're sat in your pants at four in the morning watching documentaries about trains from Russia. You fell down the YouTube wormhole where you started out wanting to watch one thing and all of a sudden your recommended section has gone way off course. What happened to me once was that I fell down the wormhole. I was looking, at, um, I'm really into movies and into films. I was looking at what's coming up for the year ahead, movies that are coming up to, to the year ahead. And I fell on this one channel that was doing what's called a trailer breakdown. Where, and it was for like one of the um, Star Wars films, where basically, over the course of a two and a half minute trailer, they'll get 15 minutes worth of content and ideas out of what could possibly be happening in this film. 
So they're watching, so they're doing this trailer breakdown. And what's happening is they're taking like frames and they're taking like little sections of these trailers and they're breaking it down. What could this mean? What could this actually be in the bigger story of things? And, the, and all of a sudden, you fell down this wormhole. And I've watched like nearly three hours of the same content as to what like it could mean for the bigger story. And each time they come up with an idea, they always say this, spoiler alert in case anything does become real. You get this spoiler alert that actually something that they might be theorizing or something that they might be kind of like making a claim about might actually just become real in the film that you're going to watch. And sometimes they'll go back to old films and they'll talk about them and they'll, they'll always say spoiler alert because in the day of uh, internet and social media, you're never safe. You're never safe. This is the thing now. You can't just wait for like the, the, the busyness of a film to like die down after three weeks. You've got to watch it opening weekend because you've got to know before somebody spoils it for you on Twitter. I tend to block those people. But you've got to do that. You've got to make sure that you're, you're in there. You straight away, you know what, what, what happens so that nothing gets spoiled for you. So that nothing, and it's all about, and they, and they say this, and they, they talk about these spoilers. And you just think like, where does it end? Where does it like, where do you draw the line? Like, do I have to spoiler alert Titanic? It sinks. Do I, have to, do I now have to spoiler alert somebody to Empire Strikes Back? Good, because Darth Vader is Luke's father. Sorry if you're listening online or anything like that. What about, what about Avengers Endgame? Am I allowed to spoil that yet? No, I'm not allowed to. No, it's too soon. It's too soon. It's too soon. I'm still dealing with a lot of emotional baggage from that film. But all these spoilers, all this, all this thirst for like wanting to know what actually happens, for, for finding these theories, these like long videos that theorize what could happen, what could this possibly mean for the, for the bigger story. It's all about like putting your mind at ease about what the film is going to be. Do you ever get the feeling that sometimes in life you just want to put your mind to rest about certain things? You want to put your mind to rest about certain things that are going on in your life. Kind of like, God, where does this actually, how does this actually work out? Where does this actually go? What's the actual, like, ending to this? What happens? What happens? I want to know what happens. But the thing is, I think God's already revealed the spoilers about our life. God's already revealed the spoilers about our life. Not spoilers in the sense of your life is spoiled. I mean, in the sense of you already know how this is going to turn out. There are things that happen in our lives and what we need to know, there's some truths that we're going to need to know and we're going to talk about tonight that actually God has already revealed and given to us through Jesus Christ, through his word. God's already given them to us. How many of us know that in troubling times, actually sometimes we can actually forget God's truths? We can actually forget the truth that you're forgiven. Jesus Christ died for you to save you from your sin. That he forgave you of all the wrong that you have, ever have done and ever will do. That you have a future. That you have a purpose. That God has plans for you. That actually you're strong. That sometimes when situations want to weigh you down, actually you need the strength of God to overcome them. Like we talked about tonight. And I think what happens is that emotions get in the way of our convictions. Nathan shared something very similar this morning about how our emotions are, are a good indicator of where we're at, but they're not the best captain. The reason being is that, you know, we can't allow the feeling of where we're at to confuse the vision of where we're going. 
We can't allow, we can't allow feelings and emotions to cloud actually that there is a point beyond where we are right now. That there is something beyond that. That there is something better for us beyond. And we've got to stand firm in these convictions. Because they keep us focused on God's plan for our life. Because if we ask ourselves a question, what would really happen if we lived out of our emotions? If every time we didn't, you know, we didn't have the right feeling, would any of us go to work on a Monday morning? If we lived out of emotion, would we go to work on a Monday morning? Would we spend too much on the things that don't matter and not spend enough on the things that do matter? Because that's how we're feeling. Would we exercise at all? Goodness knows I feel that one. Would we give up on relationships just because it, we had an argument or it got tough? Would we do those things? Would, it, would we actually live out of the convictions that we have? Or would we live out of the emotion of the moment? And I want to read something from 1 John. 1 John 3. And it says this. This is how we know that we belong to the truth and how we set our heart, hearts at rest in his presence. If our hearts condemn us, and this is what I think John alludes to, is that actually our hearts, our emotion, the pure just feeling of the moment can betray us. It can condemn us. We know that God is greater than our hearts and he knows everything. Everything. He knows where you've been. He knows where you're at. He knows where you're going. And that's why I say to you tonight, church, that actually we can know this truth. That actually beyond the moment that I'm in right now, there's the spoiler. God already knows everything that's going to happen. And that means that if he knows it and you're still here and you're still breathing, it means that he has a plan for your life. He has a purpose for you. There is a reason that you are here on this earth. Dear friends, if our hearts do not condemn us, we have confidence before God and receive from him everything we ask because we keep his commands and do what pleases him. We've got to learn to fight the negative emotions sometimes. I think sometimes it's, been, it's easy to kind of lie to people about how we are. That actually like, you know, the, the emotion of the moment. Are we, really, are we really confronting that? Are we really confronting those things? We can't lie to the people that we trust because it's through talking and it's through being together in, in what we would call a community. Actually, we find healing from these things. We actually find healing from these things. We've got to fight the negative emotion sometimes. Should I go to church? Yes, you should go to church because Jesus wants you to be here. Who knows that Sunday that maybe you didn't turn up, maybe there was somebody that was going to share something that could change your life, that could lift you out of the situation that you were in right now. Maybe the emotion of the moment can cause us to text the wrong person, talk to people we shouldn't. We've got to fight the negative emotion. We've got to fight the feeling to just throw out the words and, and the things that we're feeling on social media to people who don't care. When actually, when we're gathered in church, we're amongst a community of, of people that actually believe and care for us. They believe in us. They want to help us through it. And I believe that the, the emotions are what John talks about when he says, our hearts can condemn us, but here's the, here's the amazing thing, is that God knows everything. God knows your future. God knows the plan for your life. In these breakdown videos that I was talking about, it's almost like the theories... That, that people talk about. People literally talk about theories of what does this object in this frame actually represent for the bigger story? It literally gets down to the minute details and we theorize these, these things to, to be bigger 
and, and mean something bigger than what they are. When actually, I think they can be likened to the emotion that we feel in our lives because it's just a question of what if. We ask the question from our emotions, what if? What if? What if this? What if that? What, what, what if there's no future for me? What if I, I, I should back out? When actually, the spoiler part, that's the truth. And that's the thing we need to hold to. Not the theory, not the, the emotion of the moment. Hold true to the spoiler, which is this. God loves me. God cares for me. God has a plan for my life. God wants the very best for me. God has so much for me. So I want to talk tonight. I want to I share some big life spoilers with you. That are truths that God has shared about us and God shares with us. That actually we can hold on to. When we face trouble, when we face times of, of problems, and actually we feel like the emotion might take over, we can remember these truths. We can remember these spoilers about our life. So are you ready for the first spoiler tonight? Everybody say spoiler number one. Your past does not stop you. I don't know about you, um, sometimes I have quite a, a guilty conscience. And sometimes it's not always for stuff that I've necessarily done bad. Sometimes it's like situations you imagine yourself having done something and it's like, oh my gosh, what if I actually had done that? That would be terrible. And all of a sudden you've worked yourself into a frenzy. I was, I was actually laid in bed one night and you have that moment where you're just drifting off to sleep. And all of a sudden you remember something stupid you did 15 years ago that you should never have remembered, that you've completely been forgiven for and that they've probably forgotten about, but... You can't help it because it's kind of like going around in your head. I did something really stupid when I was younger. I wouldn't say I was a problem child, but I, I didn't always make the smartest decisions. We were at my cousin's for a party, and uh, my cousin's had this like enormous, uh, enormous garage right, that stretched like all the way down their garden. Their garden was huge. And at the back of, in their garage, they had a dartboard, but they also kept their bikes. I don't know why. I really don't know why, and I look back and I think, I still can't think why I did it. I was stood with the darts and instead of going for the dartboard, I went for their bike tires. I don't honestly know why. I couldn't explain to you what was going through my head at the time other than the fact that I am a complete nutter. And I just decided I was going to start throwing the darts at their bike tires. Thought nothing of it. I was with my cousin at the time playing darts and he was like at the dartboard. He wasn't that bothered. And I didn't think anything of it. Don't know why. Anyway, <laughs> next Saturday, I'm at home. And my dad gets a phone call from my uncle. Asking why the tires are flat on their bikes that they want to go and ride around Rother Valley. My dad, of course, doesn't have a clue what's, what's going on. It transpired that his son had thrown darts at their bike tires. Hadn't thought anything of it. And just decided to get on. But yet when they came to, like take the bikes out, which I thought they weren't going to do because it was the middle of winter. How wrong was I? And uh, the, the tires were flat. Anyway, this, this all happened. I said I was sorry, uh, apologized profusely, and, you know, was like, it was all forgiven and all forgotten. This suddenly came to me the other night while I was lying in bed. I don't know why, but I remember being laid there going, you awful human being. Why would you do that? Why would you do that? You stupid idiot. Why would you do that? And you get this like guilty conscience. But the truth is actually, church, that we're forgiven. We're forgiven when we accept Jesus into our lives. That actually all the wrong that we've ever done, all the bike tires we've ever punctured, it's actually all forgiven through the grace that God gives us through the death of Jesus. 
Romans 5, 6 to 11 puts it like this. It says, you see, at just the right time, when we were still powerless, Christ died for the ungodly. That's us. That's us. That's us who've made the mistakes. Very rarely will anyone die for a righteous person, though for a good person, someone might possibly dare to die. But God demonstrates his own love for us in this. While we were still sinners, while we were still puncturing bike tires, maybe while we were doing things that we shouldn't have been, making mistakes that we shouldn't have been, maybe putting our money into the wrong things or speaking to the wrong people in our lives, doing the things that we know we shouldn't have done. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. While we were still doing wrong, Jesus said, I love you enough that I will still do it anyway, that I will still go to the cross for you. Since we have now been justified by his blood, how much more shall we be saved from God's wrath through him? Jesus forgave you before you even knew he would forgive you. We've been, made, we've been made forgiven. We've been made complete. We've been made blameless for all our mistakes and we're without any wrong. So there's nothing to stop us actually stepping into our future. I think quite often it's our past that actually affects our future. Whereas if we can look at it like this, that my past has been forgiven, there's no job opportunity that I can't step into. There's no future that I can't have. There's no, there's no thing that can stop me from stepping into all that God has got for me because I have been completely forgiven. I've been made blameless because while I was still mucking up, while I was still messing up, actually, Jesus Christ died for me to give me a future, to make sure that I could walk into the future that God had planned for me. When we've got those guilty conscience moments, when you're remembering stupid stuff that seems to go around in your head for no reason, we've got to remember we're forgiven, church. That we're forgiven. And if we're forgiven, we've been made free. Free to walk into the future God's got for us. There's nothing, nothing that grace cannot forgive. And he did that so that we could have a future, so that we could walk into life with no guilt and no shame. Spoiler number two. Your present troubles are not permanent. Isaiah 43, 1 to 3 says this, but now this is what the Lord says, he who created you, Jacob, he who formed you, Israel, do not fear, do not fear for I have redeemed you. I have summoned you by name, you are mine. When you pass through the waters, when you pass through trouble, I will be with you. When you pass through the rivers, when you pass through problems and pain, they will not sweep over you. When you walk through the fire, you will not be burnt. The flames will not set you ablaze. For I am the Lord your God, the Holy One of Israel, your Savior. I give Egypt for your ransom, Cush and Seba in your stead. For me this year, personally, it's been, it's been quite a challenge. I won't go into the details, but the truth is that I know that yes, at the minute, feeling a lot of pain, at the minute, feeling a lot of problems, feeling a lot of difficulty, but yet at the end of it all, at the end of all my problems and stresses, God's always with me. Always with me. No matter what waters I have to walk through, no matter what fires I have to go through, that God will always be with me. He will always have a plan for me. He will always care for me. He will always protect me. He will always give me a future. Because God knows how it goes. God knows how it all goes because he's got it in his plan. The great thing is that God is through all of time. And God knows our future. So don't let the truth that he knows everything. As we found out earlier in that verse in 1 John, that he knows everything. Don't let that truth escape you. God does not abandon us to difficult times. In fact, it's in those moments, in the moments where we feel at our lowest, that God is with us more than ever. 
because he understands us, he knows us. They're the moments where he comes and he puts an arm around us. They are the moments where he lifts us up. He's with us more than ever. We've got to remember that God knew all this. God knew all this before it even happened. But the great thing is that he already knows our future before it's even happened. We've got to remind ourselves of God's truths. And we do that through reading his word. This book is incredible. The Bible is full of God's truth for our lives. It's full of the truths that actually our present problems are not permanent. And that actually we have a future. And finally, as the band, uh, if the band wants to come up and play some nice music behind me, make me sound all holy. That joke's not been used in a while, so I thought I'd bring it back. Spoiler number three. Your future is secure in God. Matthew 6, verses 25 to 27 say this. Therefore, I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or drink, or about your body, what you will wear. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothes? Look at the birds of the air. They do not sow or reap or store away in barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Aren't you much more valuable than they are? Can any one of you, by worrying, add a single hour to your life? Uh, I mentioned earlier, I have a fiance. Uh, I'm getting married in May, which is crazy. I can see some of you there. This guy, really? Yeah, believe me. Even with this face. <laughs> I'm messing. And uh, me and Rosie have had a lot of conversations. Uh, you'd hope so if we're getting married. <laughs> Here we go. We've had a lot of conversations about what our future is going to look like. We've had a lot of conversations about, um, admittedly on my part, a lot around money, a lot around how we're going to be able to afford a wedding and a house and keeping all that together. And that's kind of been a worry on, on my heart, a little bit of a worry of how I'm going to be able to do it all, how it's going to happen. And sometimes I've, I've driven myself to the point of, of anger, the point of tears where I've just been like, I just don't know how this is all going to work. And yet, God gives everything that the birds need to them. God gives everything to the animals. And he made me, he made you, he made us so different to the animals and the creatures of this world because he made us with the purpose of a relationship, a personal relationship with you. So how much more valuable are you to God than to the animals that get everything they need? So I remember this truth, God will always provide for me. God will always provide for me. God will always have something for me. God will always be there. That even if, even if there's problems maybe from month to month in the future and we may be struggling, God's always going to be there. God's always going to find a way to give to us. God's always going to find a way to make sure that I have everything I need. God knows it. He knows the future. And He gives everything to the creatures of this earth. So how much more does he value you? He values you so much because he made you different to everything else because he made you with the purpose of a relationship, of having a relationship with you. So he will give you everything you need because God secured our future when Jesus died for our sins. So we don't need to panic about our future. We don't need to worry. We don't need to drive ourselves to distraction worrying about our future because God has already secured it. God has already got it. We don't need to worry. What we need to do is trust. We don't need to be scared. Actually, we need to be excited about the future that God's got for us. 
Don't need to panic. Let's look forward to our future. No one else planned your future. God planned your future. And he loves you and he cares about you. He's mad about you. So how much more is he going to protect you in your future? He's mad about you. So what have we got to do in our Mondays, our Tuesdays to remember these? We've got to keep reminding of ourselves of God's truths. We've got to keep reminding ourselves about what God says about us, about what God has done for us. The best way to do that is reading his word. It's reading the Bible. Remind yourselves of the truth that God gives you. We've got to trust him. We've got to trust him. He is the author of our life. He has written our life story. He's written our plan. And you can know tonight, church, that he will not let you fall. He will not let you fall. That actually your future is secure in him. That your past no longer needs to disqualify you from what you walk into. That the present troubles that you're facing, they are not permanent. And that actually I have a future secured in God through the death of Jesus Christ. Why don't we stand to our feet, church? I want to give you the opportunity tonight to know a future with Jesus. I want to give you the opportunity because I know some of us might have walked into the room tonight not believing in God, not believing that there is a God, not believing that there's anything. But I want to tell you that here at Icon Church, we believe in a, in a very real, in a very true Jesus. A God that is real. And I know he's real because I've experienced him in my life. So I want to give you the opportunity tonight. If you don't know Jesus, I want to give you the opportunity to get to know him. And the way we're going to do that is I'm going to ask everybody to bow their heads and close their eyes. Because this is just a moment between you and God. This is not about anyone else. This is just you and God. And the only people that are going to see this moment are, are me and, and maybe a member of our team as well. And I want to give you the opportunity tonight to say yes, to say, I believe in you, Jesus. I believe what you've done for me. I accept what you've done for me. And I want to know a future with you. So if everyone would just bow their heads and close their eyes if you haven't already. I'm going to ask after three, would you raise your hand and make that decision and say, I'm accepting Jesus. I'm accepting Jesus into my life. One, your past no longer disqualifies you. Two, your present troubles, they're not permanent. Three, your future is securing Jesus. If that's you, why don't you raise your hand if you want to accept Jesus into your life and know him personally. say a prayer on the screen real quick and it says this why don't we all say it together after three one two three dear Lord Jesus I come to you today and confess that I need you please come into my life and forgive me of all my sins Jesus be my Lord and Savior thank you for giving me a brand new start today I open my life to you amen amen if you made that decision Maybe you made that decision in your heart, but you didn't want to put your hand up. That's absolutely fine. But you can come and grab a member of the team that you may be seeing on stage tonight or myself, and we'd love to have a conversation with you. We'd love to get a gift to you. It's a, it's a Bible, and we want to give that to you so that you can start this relationship with Jesus, get to know him personally, and remind yourselves of the truths. The truths that I've shared tonight that are this, that your past no longer disqualifies you, that what has gone has gone and has been forgiven in Jesus' name, that actually your present troubles, they are not permanent. You will be okay. You will be okay. And that your future is securing God. He has a plan for you. He has a plan for your life. And He's 
time for us to step into it tonight, church. So let's lift Him high. Let's lift our hands. Let's sing His praises. Let's worship Him together tonight, church. Amen. We hope you enjoyed this podcast from Icon Church. If you'd like any more information about Icon Church, log on to our website at www.icon.church. Have the best week.